0: Welcome to Made by Me, a podcast about mental health, entrepreneurship, manifestation and magic. I'm Kaliska Sweetwater, a born and raised witch and owner of Polaris Jewelry. Today I want to talk to you about the differences between self-care and self-soothing. This is a distinction that I just learned about in the last 6 months and it really was a shift in my mindset. And I think it's a topic that bears discussing because in society, I think the two are basically conflated. Bubble baths are viewed as self-care and healthy habits are not really focused on. And I think that both are really important, but they're not the same and they shouldn't be used interchangeably. So I'm just going to go over kind of the differences, how I perceive it and give kind of that overarching understanding and distinction so that you can start to differentiate, is this self-soothing, is this self-care, is this a moment that requires self-soothing, or is this a moment that requires self-care? So in my mind, self-care is a healthy habit or something that you do even though you don't want to because you know it will make you feel better or serve you better in the long term right? So when I think about Kaliska tomorrow, I want to set her up for a success. What does that look like? Maybe that looks like I clean my room, I do my laundry, I take a bath, I, whatever the case may be, something long term that's going to make me feel better gradually and over time and can help me shift a dark chapter where self-soothing is nervous system regulation. So am I having a panic attack? I probably don't need to clean my room. I probably need self-soothing. I probably need a massage to eat a bag of potato chips, to lay in bed under a weighted blanket, right? To make these impulse decisions based on a quick fix that are going to help me survive the feeling that my body is having. So I think that this is kind of the basic differentiation between the two aspects. And to me, in my personal experience, the two go hand in hand, but they serve very different purposes. So to me, if I'm having a bad chapter, right, so if I'm having a bad moment, um, first I start with self-soothing making sure that I feel safe in my body, making sure that I feel okay, soothing my nervous system. And then once I'm okay, once I'm out of fight or flight, once I feel like I am stable in this moment, enough to continue on on some basic functioning aspect, not perfect. I'm not great, but I'm okay. I'm no longer in panic. I'm no longer freaking out. I no longer need to soothe myself. Then I move on to self-care. So an example of this would be the other day I was feeling really sad and depressed and I just wanted to cry. So I came home and I took a long bath, which I think a bath runs kind of in both categories because you're cleaning your body and you're soothing your nervous system. But in this example, I'm using it as nervous system regulation, and self-soothing. So I took a bath. I made it super luxurious. I used a lot of Epsom salts and CBD bath soak. I took a long time. I listened to a nice podcast. I really like felt my feelings and calmed my body. And then I went into self-care. So I cleaned my room. I did some journaling. I achieved my healthy habits for the day, which for me right now... That means I drank eight glasses of water, I practiced Spanish, and I took my vitamins. So all of these things are setting me up for success tomorrow. After I feel terrible today, I soothe my nervous system, and then I prepare for the next day. So the other way that I differentiate between the two categories is, to me, self-care is anything that you're going to see on Queer Eye right so on the show queer there's the fab five and they each have their own category there is like mental health home decor clothing hair and food and eating healthy taking care of your body making your identity feel like the perfect best most glamorous whatever the words are for you stepping into that new identity all of these things Are forms of self-care because they help you long term and the reason that I wanted to speak on this topic is because I think that in our society we view self soothing as self-care to a detrimental level where I actually have gotten kind of swept up in that in the past where I told myself indulging was taking care of myself And there were moments where that was the case when I did need nervous system regulation. But there were chapters where I could have progressed more quickly had I known the distinction and known that I wasn't really delving deep and fixing my day-to-day experience by indulging in these momentary pleasures. So what I really recommend is having kind of an idea and an understanding with yourself Of what you need in these two settings and scenarios so what are the things that you can count on for nervous system regulation and this you can pull from by instinct in the moment for me those things are a hot long bath with Epsom salts eating junk food usually salty chips and then like a sweet snack and I'll go back and forth and back and forth trash TV, by which I mean like reality TV, something that I don't have to think about a lot and engage with, um, and usually lying in bed in that scenario. So this is my kind of go-to list, and I think you should have your own as well, something that you can really go to if you're having a panic attack, if you're having a terrible time, something that's gonna calm your body. And I really recommend a hot bath because it just, for me at least, it makes me feel like i'm completely like enrobed and i'm safe and i'm contained and i just i'm in my bathroom it's a small room i just feel safe in that environment and having the shock of the hot water really gets me out of my head and into my body so that is my number one thing that i do when i need nervous system regulation so you should have a short list of things that you can pull from and so in the second category of self-care you should also have a list, but this list is going to be more permanent, more day-to-day. And this is kind of the strategy that helped me get out of my bad habits or unhealthy routines in the past because I did have kind of a long chapter of indulging more in these self-soothing, you know, what I thought at the time was self-care long term, it actually kind of, they stop working. These things that feel good in the moment, they wear off if they become a permanent aspect of our day-to-day routine. So you just should save them for the moments when you really need it. And when you don't, just really lean heavily on your healthy habits. That's what I consider long-term self-care, is cultivating healthy habits, things that If you were, you know, raising a child, you would want to instill in them to give them the best chance at success. And I think that we should all treat ourselves that same way and our bodies with that same respect. So for me, the thing that really changed things around was setting a bedtime and a wake up time. So when I am really struggling, I make sure that I go to bed at 10 o'clock and I wake up at 6 a.m. For me, that gives me the optimal day. I think it's important to get a lot of sleep. I don't think it's important to be a morning person or a night person, but me personally in this chapter of life, the mornings are a lot better for me because I don't drink. I don't like going out in the evenings really. I really enjoy having extra time in the morning so I can regroup, ground myself, and I don't start the day feeling like I'm behind because if I wake up, To my alarm at like 8.30, I feel like I have to have a really quick morning routine and I start work already feeling like I'm not going to get everything done. I'm already behind and it just sets me on a weird note all the way through the day. So for me, that gave me huge, huge relief. Another consistent self-care thing that I really cannot hammer home on enough is cleaning my room or my apartment, my whole house, and making it feel really beautiful and clean and clear and everything just in its place. This gives me such a clarity in my mind because when I look out and I see clutter, it overwhelms the clutter that I already feel in my mind. But when I wake up and everything is clean and everything is as I perceive it to be, everything is in the place that I determined it to go, and everything is beautiful, I feel like, okay, I can handle the chaos in my mind because I don't look around and say, I have to do that, I have to do that, I can't believe I didn't do that. Starting the day on a shame spiral is so unproductive, and I think it's something that we don't think is a big deal, and I think it's also an indulgence that I've perceived as a form of self-care in the past, It was a form of letting myself off the hook. And I thought that was good for me. I thought that was something that was okay because I was just trying to make it through the day. And I didn't really care in those moments that I was setting myself up for a tough next day. But over time, I've seen how real that impact is on me. And so I know that I can take five minutes in the evening when I just don't wanna do anything except for breathe and lay in bed, I can take those five minutes to really go over all my surfaces, pick things up and start on a better page tomorrow. And I think that's what really used to stop me is this idea that like, oh my gosh, it's so messy. I can't do this in five minutes. But once you start, it goes a lot quicker than what you think. If you set a timer for 15 minutes, you'll be surprised how much you can get done in that amount of time. Even if you are so depressed, even if you are so anxious, it makes a big difference on the day tomorrow. And that is a serious act of self-care to go and clean and make your space a visual representation of how you want your mind to be. Another form of self-care that I think is really important is finding some version of meditation that works for you and having that at your disposal. So for me, I've never felt connected with the version of meditation where you sit and you watch your thoughts and you feel, I don't know, at peace with the fact that they're washing over you. I've never understood what that sensation is. I've never felt like I could be successful at it. And it always left left me feeling like a failure after my attempts. So I never really did it. So for me, two forms of what I perceive giving me the results of meditation are going on a long walk and journaling. So when I go on a long walk, because I'm bringing things in through my eyes, it slows my mind. It distracts me. I have other sensations that I can experience. I'm thinking about the birds chirping. I'm thinking about the crosswalk sign. I'm thinking about the breeze on my face. I'm not thinking about all the things that happen when I sit in a chair and stare at a wall, the the chaos that sweeps through my brain. So that is something I would really recommend. If you enjoy walking, that's an easy one. But whatever it is for you, where it gives you out of your thought patterns and gives your mind a chance to regroup and to find a baseline so you can come back to your thoughts with a fresh perspective or with a little space. Journaling I guess doesn't give me that exact sensation but it gives me the space from my thoughts that I think meditation achieves where I'm taking all of this chaos and all of this spiraling out of my mind and I'm putting it down on paper and I don't know why when there's a thought in my head it will create a continuous loop and why if I write it on the page, it stops. But that is the experience that I have because I think there's some component of my thought spiraling that thinks I'm protecting myself by repeating it that I'm not going to forget it. It just goes and goes and goes. And by writing it on the page, I think it gives my brain the peace of mind that it's written down. I have a record of it so I can let it go. And then I'll look at that page and something that was torturing me as a thought in my head is actually no big deal as a written sentence. So I think that's a really powerful powerful practice that you can exercise as well. So the last thing that I want to say that for me was really life-changing was that if you take all of these self-care healthy habits, whatever you decide is the priority for you, and you write them on a checklist or figure out a way to document the fact that you're doing these every day, um, it will give you a sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. At least for me, that is huge. Because when I'm depressed, when I'm anxious, when I'm overthinking, when I'm judging myself on all the things that I should be doing, If I can look at a list and I have four boxes checked off, even if those boxes are things that other people do every day without having to check them off a box, it gives me a sense of you did what you were supposed to do today. You got everything on your list done. Yes, those things were taking a shower, practicing Spanish, cleaning your room, and going on a walk. That's a big deal. You checked four boxes. And I think that if you're in a low point, checking those boxes, it gives you that sense of momentum. It gives you that space to feel success. And it, for me, encourages me to achieve more and build more healthy habits until I wake up and I'm no longer depressed. It's past and it's a chapter behind me. But when I don't have anything to think about and focus on, I ruminate on it and it grows because it's all I have to talk with people about. It's all I have to think about. But when I'm thinking about how I'm gonna redecorate that shelf or wow, I did another day of Spanish, that is a really good thing. So I hope that this distinction can help you as you go through watching your mind and learning your patterns and I hope that you can use this filter in your day-to-day life and see do I need self-care or do I need self-soothing or do I need self-soothing and then self-care because I guarantee if you start making these distinctions and incorporating more self-care and appropriate self-soothing you will see a positive outcome long-term. I love you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. If you enjoyed it, please leave me a rating and a review. And feel free to follow me on Instagram at Polaris Jewelry and check out my work at polarisjewelry.com.